0: Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You
1: podcast. I'm Georgia Close, your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. Through speaking with industry experts, authors, and amazing individuals throughout the world, we have a message to share. We are bringing you empowerment, inspiration, and strategies that you can instantly implement. Our focus is on the whole person research shows that the happiest people in the world the most fulfilled countries in the world are the ones that make time to nurture and build their relationships their money self-worth career love life and health when we feel great within us as the whole person then and only then can we create positive change around us Today, it is my pleasure to have Eric on the show with us, and we're going to talk about one of those uh, either really happy spots for you or really frustrating spots for you. It's money and finances and financial fitness, all of those things, all of those buzz, buzzwords. Um, so Eric, it's an honor to have you with us. And um, I would like to start off the show by letting our audience get to know you, our guest, Um so can you tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words and what it is you do?
2: Absolutely. And and first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, I, I've i really been looking forward to this. And so uh, I grew up in Miami, Florida. I went to school in the Northeast. I worked in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then worked on the West Coast. And now I've been in Nashville, Tennessee, the son-in-law capital of the country, uh, for the last sixteen <laughs> years, and you know so i'm i'm a husband and a dad and i'm uh, I, I, i've got a son who 's a sophomore in college and a daughter who is a senior in high school, which means she 's going to be a freshman in college next year and i 've got two dogs and a cat and a house Wow um, and a mortgage and you know um, so I totally understand. Uh, you know, what financial stress can be.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot to have in one, under one roof.
2: <laughs> Especially the dogs and the cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. I'm going to go totally off topic here. And then we'll get back on track, I promise you. But
2: what... I love th- going off topic, so, so be careful. Okay,
1: good. Good, good, good. Okay. What, why the son-in-law capital of the world?
2: Oh Nashville um, is the son
1: in law capital world i didn't know that
2: well because i'm a son in law and therefore it is right you know <laughs> uh to be or not to be i i am therefore i exist or you know whatever whatever that uh quote is so um it is now the son in law capital
1: <laughs> i see i see okay. Well, if there's any other chance to get off topic, I'd love to take it because it sounds like you have a lot of great and interesting stories to tell. Now we'll definitely go there.
2: We will definitely <laughs> go there.
1: Okay. So what did you have in your career? Did you have any aha moments where you just went, I don't want to be a Marine. I don't want to be a vet. I don't want to be a doctor. I want to go into the world of finance. Did you have a moment like that?
2: Yes, I did, and I still want to be a Navy SEAL. I'll never actually get there, but I definitely want to. Why? When I grow up, I want to be a Navy SEAL. I'm just in awe. (laughs) Um, But I so so I was in investment banking, and um, you know, at at the height of the internet craze and bubble, and I was working out in San Francisco. And um, actually, you know, so I, I I saw the entire rise of the Internet and, and then the fall of what we all refer to now as Internet 1.0. And so I moved out to San Francisco on April 1st, 1998, uh, otherwise known as April Fool's Day,
0: mm.
2: and joined um, DLJ's Internet Investment Banking Group. And what became... Uh, Readily apparent was that while I thought I was a decent investment banker and did a good job helping uh, entrepreneurs and companies uh, raise money, both privately and publicly, or buy or buy buy another company or, or sell themselves to another company, what we all refer to as M and A or mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, what I really wanted to be was the entrepreneur and and the folks. Uh, that we're working in these businesses that the the people who put the money to work and hopefully we're going to make a difference uh, not only in their own lives, but in uh, the lives of their customers. And, and that to me um, was sort of the aha moment, which was, you know, this is neat and all, and I'm making uh, quite a bit of money, uh, but it doesn't drive my soul. And, and so I wanted to get back to, um, the entrepreneurial side of things
1: mm-hmm. okay, so you said um, uh, something I want to go back to there put your money to work. I think that's something that we at some point, all of us in our lives go, Gosh, how do I do that so how how what exactly are you doing today that's kind of feeding that drive when you say i I want to help entrepreneurs, business owners. I want to help individuals. How do we put our money to work? And how are you doing that?
2: Yeah, you know, so, so that's a great question. And just to clarify, I, I think there are two different answers. So um, as an investment banker, you're raising money from investors and that money goes to companies. And those companies have the fun of putting those uh, uh, investable dollars to work in building their business, right? And and that's where I was like, you know what? I'd rather be on the side where I'm putting the money to work, meaning uh, we're hiring more people, we're building technology, we're creating products, et cetera. From, um, from, from an investment standpoint and what we're doing today at Alto IRA is we are helping individuals Access their retirement savings so that they can be investors in um, what we refer to as alternative assets, which are non publicly traded stocks and bonds, for example. So, uh, an early stage company, a later stage company, uh, w- what a lot of people w- will refer to as a venture capital opportunity or a private equity opportunity or real estate, or cryptocurrencies, or marketplace loans. These are the uh, assets that um, we make accessible to individual investors. And, and the reason we do it with IRAs is because 90% of all savings in this country lives in retirement savings accounts, roughly $30 trillion today. Mm. And up until now, it's been really hard to access those dollars to make these types of investments. And what's really driving the company, what's really driving Alto IRA is this um, desire to make sure that all the all Americans have the ability to uh, retire at retirement age. And um, there's a simple math exercise that, that we can all do, which is um, you know, what are the expected returns in the public markets over our kind of working lifetime, right? So mm-hmm. for some people, for, you know, some people listening to the podcast, it's going to be five years from now. It could be 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now. You know, what can I expect to earn uh, from, from an investment standpoint, right? Because there are only, when we think about our, our financial health, there there are three things that we can do. Um, we can uh, earn more, we can save more, or we can make our investments do more for us. There, there's pretty much, you know, there are no other levers there to to pull on. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it's really important if we think about investing as a uh, uh, as as a proactive exercise, whereas savings is a passive exercise in my opinion. And mm-hmm. so we need to be proactive uh, about owning our, uh, our, our own investments. And, and so this is where I'm getting to the math part, which is um, really uh, with, with, with the way the public markets are uh, orchestrated today, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: 20 years ago, we had almost 9,000 public companies Today, we have less than 3,700 public companies, and give or take 200 plus of those are going to account for all of the uh, profits in the in, in the market, which means that every passive ETF, mutual fund, index fund that a financial advisor tells you to invest in, they're all going to comprise um, or be comprised of some combination of those same 200 stocks. And that means that the outsized returns that we used to be able to expect in the public markets have washed up and disappeared. So if we get 4% to 6% on an annual basis over sort of our uh, retirement time horizon, just by doing the math with those numbers, none of us are going to be able to retire. So how how do we achieve greater investment returns? Well, we have to do it with these alternative assets. So... Companies like Apple and Yahoo and Google and Amazon and Netflix, the, those companies all used to go public, raising fifty to a hundred million dollars at sub billion dollar valuations. Well, in today's world, companies like uh, Uber and Airbnb. Do three hundred to five hundred million dollar private rounds of financing at, at billions of dollars of valuation, which means by the time they get public, you know they are valued at, at a very large number, leaving very little upside for the public market investor. And mm-hmm. so, what what we're trying to do is make sure that we have uh, we provide access to the to every ind- individual investor who wants it to these alternative asset types of opportunities.
1: Got it. And that is what the alternative IRA is. Is that right? The difference between investing with your IRA, investing in publicly traded companies versus private or combination of?
2: That, so, so that's exactly correct, right? So we can all have an IRA at uh, Fidelity or Schwab or TD or E Trade or J.P. Morgan or whoever it may be, right? And what what those come those companies, those broker dealers allow you to do is uh, buy, sell, hold publicly traded securities that their investment committees have approved. So. Um, they'll say, look, here's a list of mutual funds, ETS and index funds that you can choose from for your retirement account. And here's a list of individual stocks that you can own with your retirement account. What you can't do is, uh, buy a piece of real estate or invest in your friend's, uh, startup business. You can't do that via your IRA with those companies. And so what, uh, what we do is we help you transfer funds from those accounts to Alto to the Alto platform, and via the Alto platform, you can make the investments that you want to make.
1: Interesting. And how many people out there are doing what you guys are doing at Alto?
2: Yeah. So um, millions uh, by by people. You saying how many people are investing this way?
1: Well, I, or, I know or a lot how of how many other companies. People, yes. How many other companies are actually offering this?
2: So so there are roughly, um, I would say, two dozen uh, alternative IRA custodial companies in the U.S. What what I'm going to tell you is that we're the first and the only um, fully digital custodial experience uh, and we're also a two-sided investment platform, meaning we have relationships both with investors and with companies that are raising money, and and that's important because what we have done with our technology is akin to what TurboTax did for people um, filing their own taxes. We've really eliminated mm. the time suck uh, that's generated. By manual tasks that people and and, and paper um, play, play a part in. We've eliminated that with a technology platform that scales uh, so that we can serve customers quickly, easily, and really cost effectively, so that uh, our, our, our fees um, are not a, an obstacle to someone who wants to invest this way. That's that's really important to us, that those who want to be able to invest this way can. And so I think it's really important to understand that there's something called the JOBS Act, which was uh, Jumpstart our uh, Business Startups Act that was passed a few years ago. And within the JOBS Act was something called Title Three and regulation crowdfunding. And uh, what regulation crowdfunding enables is for... Uh, all investors to participate in private equity deals uh, via a what's called a Reg CF platform or a regulation crowdfunding platform. And so whereas uh, you, you used to have a certain uh, net worth and annual income to participate, say, in Facebook's private, uh, private fund fundraising rounds, now, if if Facebook were to to do a round, you know, assuming way back when, right before it went public, if Facebook were raising money on one of these reg CF platforms like WeFunder um, or, or Republic or Ground Floor, then anybody could participate.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. So let's let me dial it back a little bit here. I have a, let me throw you out a scenario and um, tell me what, being the kind of expert that you are, what you would suggest. So say we've got somebody in their forties, they've been in their career X amount of years, they have a good, they have a decent savings, they've got money in the bank account, but haven't really dabbled in investing. And they come to you and they say, okay, I've got... A goal of um, growing, a uh, let's say, just a chunk of change of to $100,000. I want to start my own business in five years. How? What would you tell them? Is this a platform, this alternative investing? Is this something for them? And is this sh- as short-term as 10 years?
2: So the first thing... Um, I I will tell you is that I believe in portfolio diversification and the thing that is added to a portfolio by including alternatives in your investment strategy is non-correlated asset returns. And the thing that they're not correlated with is the public markets, right? So what I would never tell somebody to do is to invest all your money in just one opportunity. In other words, I, I wouldn't tell you to invest only in Apple or only in Amazon or only in Netflix, right? All companies that have, have generated great returns. But if, if something bad happens, you're you're kind of SOL, right? Because you had right. all your money in that one stock. All stopped. your eggs, yes. Yeah. yeah, all your eggs in one basket. And um, so, it, you, you know... Heavy, heavy concentration is not a good investment strategy. And so by adding alternatives to a portfolio, you are um, improving the diversification of your portfolio, and uh, you also ought to be adding assets that, are, um, that, that have a, a greater uh, return, uh, return opportunity, let's call it right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, these don't have to be risky assets. A lot of times when people hear the word alternative assets, they, they think, oh, that has to be risky. Like, I'm going to lose all my money. Well, it doesn't have to be risky uh, or, or as risky as people are thinking. Uh, and, and it doesn't have to be to, and to, through two different mechanisms. One is you don't have to invest all in early stage companies. You can invest in later stage companies, and you can invest in things like real estate that are current pay and paying, uh, you know, somewhere between 8 to 12% interest. You can invest in marketplace loans that are paying somewhere between, you know, 10 to 15% interest. But you have to do your homework, and you have to spend a little bit of time and do some diligence to, uh, to, to explore the platforms that make these investment opportunities available. The other thing, if you do have an interest in investing in earlier stage private companies, what's really important is that you build a portfolio of those companies. Okay, so even when you look at the leading venture capitalists in the country and and let's say a portfolio, they have a portfolio of uh, 20 companies um, that they've invested in. It's still only going to be two companies that account for. You know probably ninety plus percent of all the returns in the funds, and so what that tells you is you're gonna be wrong a lot, you're gonna be okay some of the time, and then you hope you're 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 gonna have one to two really big winners that really um, uh, offset the losses in in the portfolio and so What you can do today that you couldn't do previously is you can actually build a diversified portfolio of alternative assets that is, you know, it's like your sub-portfolio within your larger portfolio. So if you're investing on WeFunder, you Mm -hmm. can invest $100 at a time. And so even if you only have $1,000, you can still have 10, 10 company investments, if you have ten thousand dollars, you could have a hundred company investments if you wanted to, or you could say you know what i'll invest two hundred and fifty or five hundred dollars at a time right So you have this opportunity to not only diversify your overall portfolio with alternatives, you have the opportunity to d- diversify the alternative portfolio itself. Does that make sense
1: yeah i I love that i think you know I think there's a lot of us who either kind of grow up with this knowledge about all right when i get out there when i get on my own i'm going to i've i know investments are important my parents taught me investments are important and then there's the other group who's kind of what is investing you know we just do our best to save money and hide it under the mattress or keep it in the bank or whatever so i guess my one of my questions to you is at what age do you say to somebody hey it's time you probably start investing
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, my kids are 20 and 18 now, and I I feel like we started late and we started a couple of years ago and, um, you know, bad dad, right. But, um,
1: (laughs) a ready dad is what that is.
2: (laughs) Uh, you you know, so look, it's so cliche, but I don't think it's ever too early. You know, um, Mm. and it's look, as I was saying earlier in investing is um, uh, it's it's proactive. Saving is passive. Right. right? And I I don't know of a lot of great things that come from, you know, just being passive. Right. That that's 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 not taking ownership or agency. And I think it's important that we all have agency for ourselves and for our lives. And, um, you know, it's it's not what we want to be when we grow up. It's what are we now? Right. You you know, it's it's I don't know if anybody out there practices yoga. Right. But um, it's all about just being in the now and being present. And um, why not today?
1: You know, I remember actually when I first moved to California, I was 17, believe it or not. And I moved out here by myself. And when I was going to get my car insurance, uh, I got it at State Farm and my agent said, you know, she, she started suggesting investing in, I think it was life insurance or one of those things at the time. And I never knew much about investments, but I knew they were important and it was something I wished that I knew something about and I wanted to do. And so whatever it was she suggested to me, I you know, took the bait and I said, okay, great, I'm going to invest this. I think maybe it was $5,000 at the time. Um, and I remember her saying to me when I walked out that day, after having chatted with her a bit, she said, you know, you're going to be a millionaire one day if you keep doing this. <laughs> And what she was referring to was someone who is 17 years old being willing to take $5,000 and invest it was a really wise thing to do. And yes. I think for me, I kind of knew that because I, I just I came with that knowledge that this is something that's important. Um, but what would you, I mean, what's your best advice like maybe even what are your three tips for somebody who's never invested before?
2: Yeah. So I, I really have, um, one tip, which is invest in what you know. And, uh, you know, that's not original. That's, you you know, Warren Buffett is the, the best at it. Right. Mm Um, and, 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 and by that, I mean, don't invest in something because somebody else tells you it's good or a great opportunity, uh, public market, private market. You, you can't buy something because somebody else tells you it's a, it, uh, you ought to, because what happens if they're gone and you don't know when to sell? <laughs> you know, like right. you, you have to do your own homework to understand uh, what it is you're investing in. You, you, can, you can't rely upon somebody else to do that for you. And and so that's why I say invest in what you know. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think one of the greatest examples of that was uh, Warren Buffett not investing in Microsoft. He did, he, and, mm. you know, huge mistake, right? From a, financial return standpoint, but he didn't get it at the time. And so he didn't do it. And then, you know, everybody's heard about Bitcoin and Ethereum and, and other cryptocurrencies. Um, And we saw what happened to a lot of people at the end of uh, 2017. And was it 2000? No, sorry. 2018 time flies. Uh, And um you know it it, you know it's kind of crazy right what that was doing but there are a lot of people who would who you say hey do you have any bitcoin or do you have any ethereum or you know you doing this cryptocurrency thing and you say i just don't understand it i can't invest in it and i think that's right if if you don't understand it don't invest in it and don't do it because somebody else tells you it's a good opportunity
1: I love that. That uh, yeah, I love that. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who will just be willing to take your investment and you know they talk quickly about it and they say this is what I think you should do and you're looking to them as kind of an expert and just going Ugh, I don't know the right questions to ask. <laughs> sure, go ahead. It, it, so,
2: I, I, and I, and again, oh, yeah. I, to, I I want to add one more thing to that because you know. A lot of people say, well, it's a public company, as if that means it's like a good investment. And, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. Like, so you have to meet a certain set of uh, disclosure requirements with the SEC in order to be able to, to list your company's stock uh, on a public exchange, That doesn't mean it's a good investment opportunity. And I think people confuse the two, right? They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, if the SEC says it's okay, well, then I should, you know, then it it must be a good company. And that's just not the case. The SEC is not saying this is a good investment opportunity. They're just saying that they've disclosed all of the risks (laughs) that, that we think you should know about before you buy the stock. And, if you, and and they're all there in black and white. If you don't read them and then try and interpret them and analyze them and get a really good feel for what that means, well, then there's nobody to blame but yourself.
1: Wow. Gotcha. I mean, as... Okay, so back to this private, investing in private companies versus public companies. What do, what do you do? Do you still personally invest... In both, do you, I mean, can I ask this? How How old are you?
2: I am 49 years old.
1: Okay, so you're 49. You've got a family. You've got kids. You've got a dog. You've got dogs. You've got cat. Um, you have a lot on your plate that you're kind of providing for. Um, what do you do? Do you kind of at this age and stage go riskier, not riskier, you just taught me not to use that word. Um, Do you go more toward the alternative investing in private companies or do you still kind of keep an equal balance between both?
2: So I'm going to go around the barn backwards on this one. So, um, you know, most people... Will have, and what uh, financial advisors will tell you is that uh, a typical portfolio will have somewhere between 80 to 90 percent public securities and 10 to 20 percent private securities or alternative assets. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: and, And I think that's probably the average portfolio. If you look at what uh, family offices and endowments do, uh, it's almost reversed. It's almost flipped. Like the, they'll have 70, 80, 90% alternatives, including real estate, and uh, the remainder in the public markets. And, and what they will tell you is, yeah, but we get the best deals. We get to see the best deals. Individuals don't get to see the same deals that we get to see. And historically, I would say that that's been true because individuals haven't been able to write checks to participate in these deals. But now with um, the investment platforms that are available to the average investor, we can all participate. And so I think you need to find uh, what you feel good about from a risk standpoint in terms of what percentage of private assets you hold or alternative assets you hold in your portfolio relative to the the whole puzzle. Um, personally, my wife and I have a larger percentage in alternative assets than the average bear.
1: Got it. Okay. So... Um... Speaking again to the alternative IRA, how much do you really, does someone need to invest in that? Is there uh, a, in the mouth, an amount? Yeah, that?
2: so, so that's the interesting thing that's happening uh, today that, that one can never do before. You can have as little as a hundred dollars and you can participate in real estate deals, in private equity deals, in loan syndication deals. Like you could never ever do that even three years ago and you can do it today and so you know it, it's really a quick you know the the first let me say let me back up a step the hardest thing in anything new is doing it the first time right <laughs> there's a learning, yeah. <laughs> there's a learning curve with everything so take your time I'm not saying go in and invest five thousand dollars day one. Right, but you know, invest five hundred dollars, and then maybe seven fifty, and then maybe a thousand, and that, you know, get some experience, understand what it is um, you're assessing, what feels good to you, what sort of industry sectors you like, what kind of founding teams do you like, how big's the market opportunity that you're looking for, go in and and and. Get some experience. You're going to make some mistakes. There's a trial and error process, as with anything, uh, but you got to be willing to do it.
1: Got it. Okay. Well, let's jump into the power section here. I got a couple questions for you. Could you tell us, can you recommend a book to us that has really impacted you in your life?
2: So, I'm not sure how it's impacted my life exactly, but I, I, two books really come to mind. Um, one is called Not a Box, and the other is Polka Bats and Octopus Slacks.
1: <laughs> okay, do tell.
2: They're both children's books that I probably read, you know, a thousand times each, easily, uh, to my kids. Um, but they, 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 they remind you that, you know, the imagination is such a crazy uh, and, and impressive thing. And that as adults, we, you know, our, our imagination tends to dull or uh, l- lose its luster, if you will and and so you know it the, the book not a box is you know a, a package gets delivered to the house and there's a box and in the child's imagination you know this it's anything but a box it's it's a car it's an airplane <laughs> it's a it's a stovetop you know you know and and then polka bats and octopus slacks. Uh, I, th- I think the author's name was Caleb Brown, if, if I remember correctly. I mean, who's ever heard of a polka bat and an octopus that wears slacks? I mean, just, you know, where he creates this stuff from, it's like, I want some of that. And, and what, I, what I take from it is that uh, conventional wisdom may be nice, but um, it's not going to hold me back, right? And, and how can I look at this opportunity differently? How can, how can I look at the world uh, in a way that excites me? That's, um, you know, that's maybe a bit unexpected and, and unusual, but it makes me want to get up in the morning and come to work.
1: Ah, Interesting. Yeah, I guess that goes right into the line of work you're in. <laughs>
2: It did, I mean, it, it does. It's, it's like, and, and to come back to Alto IRA for a second, the reason we created it was out of frustration. It was like, why does this process have to be like this? Hmm. And, and the answer was it doesn't. And it doesn't have to be that expensive either. We just have to build the technology to make it work. So we did.
1: Wow. Is that, by the way, here we go on another. Um,
2: let's go. Come on. Yeah,
1: let's go. <laughs> So how does one, I mean, when we're talking about Alto IRA, is this something where traditionally you come in, you sit down with a financial advisor, and they go through your options and portfolio, or is this more of an online platform that you kind of do yourself?
2: So if you have a financial advisor who will do this with you, then I say, amen, go for
1: it. Okay. Okay.
2: What I think most financial advisors would tell you, because it's not in their interest to have you invest outside of whatever broker dealer they're, they're um, uh, they have a relationship with, they'll say, no, 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 you can't, you can't put your retirement savings in alternative assets. That's too risky. Well, that's conventional wisdom and that's old and it's just flat out wrong.
1: <laughs>
2: and, uh, You know, I tend to get a little bit passionate about this point.
1: No, please do.
2: So, I mean, think about it this way. Alternative assets are uh, illiquid by nature. That doesn't mean risky. That means that you can't buy and sell them just sort of on a whim. Okay, And so retirement savings are uh, dollars that we shouldn't be accessing until uh, for you know for for income purposes, until we are at retirement age, so if you can 't use this money anyway, this is the money that should be used in illiquid investments to begin with all right
1: mm-hmm.
2: because what happens if you 've taken your after tax income or and, and you 've saved it and you 've said, you know what i 'm going to invest in a private company, and when you invest in a private company. You have no control over when and if you're going to see that money again. Okay. So you've taken your after tax savings, you've invested in an illiquid asset, and then one of any number of life events happens that happens to all of us, right? There's a health scare, or um, there's uh, the, the car breaks down, or I lose my job, or, you know, any sort of thing, events. That creates a, a liquidity need or liquidity crunch. Well, if your after-tax savings is tied up in these uh, illiquid assets and you need money, well, then you've got to dig into your IRA account. And when you dig into your IRA account early, you're, pay, you're, you're paying uh, income tax when you do it plus an early withdrawal penalty. So it's a double whammy. So really... These are the dollars, the long-term assets that you should be using to invest in uh, long-term alternative opportunities.
1: Got it. Gosh, we got to have you back on the show.
2: <laughs> I'd, I lo- I'd love to do it in LA.
1: Yeah, come on by. Let us know. You, you've <laughs> got our number. Let us know when you're coming by. It'd be fun to put some kind of event together.
2: I'll do it. I'll do it. Hmm.
1: OK, so for you personally, do you have a phrase or a quote that you kind of live by or that's that's stuck with you in these years?
2: Yeah, I, I, I do, although it's it's sort of the first paragraph in a poem by Edgar Albert Guest. And I learned it. Uh, I think I was probably in first or second grade and I had to memorize a poem and it just sort of speaks to me and who i am and I, and i think pretty much how i live and the poems called it couldn't be done and uh it's also got in my opinion has this awesome just sort of rhythm to it and so it goes like this the and i'm just giving you the i don't know if we call this a stanza i'm not really an english poetry guy but Um, and I still know it you know all these years later right from first grade Mm -hmm. and it it went somebody said that it couldn't be done but he with a chuckle replied that maybe it couldn't but he would be one who wouldn't say so till he tried so he buckled right in with a trace of a grin on his face if he worried he hit it he started to sing as he tackled the thing that couldn't be done and he did it that's my quote
1: Wow. Yep. You got me, you got the wind knocked out of me here. That's um, I love it. There's a lot of movers and shakers that in our audience. And um, that's definitely something that all of us need to take pretty seriously because that can be, um, especially as a kid, gosh, first grade, preschool, kindergarten.
2: Oh God. I read, I mean, just the moment, the moment I read the poem, I uh, you know it it was I knew I'd never forget
0: it
1: hmm, my gosh, all right well if you had let's call it a golden nugget, if you have a golden nugget or a message that you would leave the world with, what would that be
2: so so this so this kind of ties to um uh, i I think it ties a little bit to it couldn 't be done and and the golden nugget is b u uh, that so my most favorite person in the world has um, ha- has a quote that she looks at every day. And um, her quote is, you're fierce, don't apologize for it. And I think it's really important to understand what fierce means in this context. And, and it means bringing a heartfelt and powerful intensity to your life and to the world and to the people that you care about. Mm. And you know, that, that is an unbelievable characteristic in my opinion. And I, you know, I, I kind of wish more people, um, would live that way. And, you know, that is, is, it's just who she is. Like there's, there's no do it halfway, right? There's only one way to do it. Hmm. And and that's with everything you have and to be the best. And uh, so be you, you know, whatever that means for you, be you.
1: Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Well, how, tell us how we stay connected to you and, uh, how do we get involved in what you're doing?
2: Um, well, a, a great way to say, to stay connected is, um, to invest in alternative assets using your IRA on Alto IRA. You know, which is just A-L-T-O-I-R-A dot com. Um, but uh, a- as important, if, if I've said anything that kind of resonates with anyone or uh, anyone finds interesting or wants to ask a question about, it's just Eric Sats at altoira.com dot com. And, uh, you know, I'll answer. So, yeah or or uh as, you know if if someone wants to go skiing i'm I'm always game for that too so
1: <laughs> uh where are you gonna go skiing at next
2: uh well, I just got back from Utah so uh I don't know where skiing where the next destination is but you know if someone wants to send me an invite it's probably there
1: <laughs> great <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and snowboarders are welcome too?
2: Yeah. I mean, if snowboarders can, can, can board what I can ski, then, then you know, I, I'm fine with them.
1: I love that.
2: <laughs> so,
1: All right. Well, last but not least, uh, the name of our company is Rise Up For You. What comes to mind when you hear those words, that phrase, rise up for you?
2: Yeah. And, and so that really, for me, um ties to to your question about uh the golden nugget with, which is you know to be you and and so to that i mean you know be good to yourself uh you you, you know be passionate about who you are and and what you want don't apologize for it um be kind to yourself, right? Give yourself a break. None of us are, none of us are perfect. Uh, anything, but we make mistakes. That's okay. Um, but I, I, as a good friend of mine likes to say, you know, you do you, <laughs> and, you know, so simple and and yet um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of bang in that. And so uh, to me, that's, that, that's what it means.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for giving us your time and your expertise on this. Um, I know all, I don't think there's any one of us who would say, no, I'm, I'm fine with my money doing nothing for me. <laughs> so it's certainly something, you know, we all need to be keen on and start to learn about and or really take the next step, you know, for already good investors. So thank you for sharing kind of the cutting edge of what's new and what's going on out there in the financial world.
2: Thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk about it. I I really appreciate and really enjoy getting to know you and um, you know, the next time I'm in LA, hopefully we could do it again.
1: Yes, please come on by. Do let us know and we'll, um, we'll make sure to let our audience know as well.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a great night, Eric.
2: Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.